guys what's going on this is a very special episode of the invincibles uh, you guys who know who we are i'm zen i'm ollie and uh you know this month or earlier this month it was uh the six month anniversary right like or yeah, I, I yeah know that's it's how... just towards the end of last month it was so okay yeah like yeah. i know that's not how anniversaries work but you guys know what i mean six months ago to the date we started at the invincibles podcast and we were just kind of reminiscing about that before we started recording and we want you guys in on today's uh, conversation first of all excuse me sorry my throat is very raspy uh, i've been sick for the past uh, week that's why we didn't record last week so <clears throat> apologies for that but first and foremost we want to thank you guys for listening to our podcast every week nearly every week um we've never had a content drought we've never just straight up canceled you know the podcast that podcasts die 90% of pod or no 87% of podcasts die um within the t- first two months of the podcast um so we're six months in and we want to thank you guys for that heartbeat so to speak because you guys are giving us numbers on YouTube um like Ollie you were saying our Bray White episode how much views is it at now I think it's on 130 now and that that is obviously that obviously means a lot to us because we didn't push that episode at all. Literally just said to people, that here we've put we've done this episode. Here it is, and that's quite special because I feel like people have sort of connecting with what we had to say about him. And obviously, we we don't yeah. we didn't try to profit off that whatsoever. We just wanted to pay tribute, and I think people have connected with what we had to say. And um, yeah, I think that's that's quite special. Yeah. Yeah. And we were just, you know, straight shooting from the heart, man. Like mm-hmm. we weren't trying to, you know, TikTok it or, or, or anything. So that just kind of showed, obviously the topic is going to gain viewers, but most importantly, people stuck around for, for who we are, what we have to say. Um, we can get into it, bro. Like what kind of made you want to do this podcast? You know, like what, what made this even happen? You know? And I know, we know we i just gotta ask these questions but you, you know like, <laughs> what, what so so the people know like what kind of got this whole thing going so we were we uh, we sort of knew each other through mcu geeks for people who uh don't know that um and i think it was around april last year i've been with mcu geeks a couple months we started chatting about wrestling we discovered we both like wrestling then we just started talking about wrestling more and more and then i'd stay up to watch the events and then we'd be texting because we'd be up at the same time and then i think it was around extreme rules time so about october last year we started talking about the idea of doing like a wrestling podcast didn't we and uh, yeah, uh, do, yeah. do you remember do you remember the name that we came up with was four in there or a square oh, motif in there i i i was remember I think that might have been in a later one, but I think the first one we had was the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Pod or something like that. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple logos drawn up for that uh, that I think I can probably find and stick on the screen or whatever. Yeah. Um, the proto-Invincibles. Yeah. <laughs> and then we sort of... we There was a big sort of exodus of all the MCU Geeks writers, wasn't there? Around Christmas, New Year time. Um yeah basically we discovered yeah. the leader of mcu geeks was a massive incel so 
Bro, that MCU Geeks has cost me so much freaking job opportunities. I'm being serious. Um, do we want to get into that? Like, yeah. not the jobs, but MCU Geeks and or whatever. It's a big part of why the Invincibles exist. So if... Um, if... If, I, I think if MCU Geeks had never happened and sort of... Well, obviously, yeah. if it never happened, we would have never met, probably. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if that exodus of everyone leaving had never happened, we were still just writing for them, maybe mm-hmm. the Invincibles would never have happened. Maybe it might have happened, but be just a wrestling podcast. Uh, so right. I think it's important to... I think I, I'll, I'll let you explain what, what happened. <laughs> so pretty much, um, there there's a lot that... Not a lot actually happened, but there's a lot that kind of led up to that, the massive exodus, okay? So I went to Full Sail University, I want to say the 2021 to the 2022 school year, okay? And I went, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat's really bad. Uh, COVID-19 is real, everybody, Um, because uh, there's a lot of Americans, bro, that still think it's fake. But but anyway. Um, a lot of Brits as well, trust me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need to visit, but anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. So at the time of October, I think it was what it was as a writer, the number one thing that they taught us in school, and this is pretty common sense as well, but you'd be surprised how much common sense is invisible until you point it out. And, um, and that was to make yourself known. You got to start writing. You got to have your name out there. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I want to make comic books and I want to make movies, right? And I still haven't done it. And we'll, we can get into that later. But if it's important to the combo. Um, but I think the biggest thing was that I needed to have my name be attached to, to, to writing to a portfolio so I can show to other people what I have been able to do from a professional sense. Because especially in the writing field, a field that is being under attack with AI and then the writer's strike as well, because make no mistake, the writers at Vox, at you know New York Times, I mean, it's pretty comparable. They're not getting what they deserve either. You only have your top 1% reporters. And it really should be more of an inclusive environment. But I also speak from somebody who's not even in the journalist field, just literally from what classes and guests at seminars have said through school. But I think the biggest thing was, is I was in a position of pressure where I was like, I have a year until I graduate. It was a year long program to get my master's. So I needed to be able to show for something at the end of that year. And so I was like, if I can only make two scripts of which is not funded or shot, right? Like, because we didn't have those capabilities, but just written to pitch well, like a spec script, I can do that, right? Mm-hmm. I was doing that. But the problem with spec scripts is you're only going to get two or three really good ones that you pitch everywhere right especially in a year and while i believe you know um i am a good writer and i believe i have the skills and the competencies to have a job in the field to say i'm a good writer to say i'm a great writer or talented i still don't feel that yet and you know i appreciate your kind words and everybody's kind words everybody always says i have like these creative ideas but to me in my head there's always, and this ties to MCU Geeks, there's a, an element of every story arc is repeated, right? Everything that I think about has already been done, right? A Star Wars has been done. The, the 
the themes and the tropes and superheroism has been done over and over and over. So in my head, I will always thought there is nothing I can provide to the film, comic book, TV world that hasn't been done already and done better. Right. Like that, that is the single biggest thought I constantly have to battle in my head. That's the reason I still don't have any workout, like from a, a script writing perspective, because of that imposter syndrome. Like, I'm like, how can you, you got Christopher Nolan's out there, you know? And then there's me, like, how can I do what he does better? And I think a lot of, because it's not just having a cool idea and writing cool characters. There's an actual science. There's an actual a sense of mastery, right? Like when one of the textbooks I read for class, uh, this mastery textbooks, and it said, you know, the more you immerse yourself in whatever field you're in, you begin to develop instincts and just develop natural intuition mm-hmm. to what is good and what is not, right? So for me to have that natural intuition to know what is good or what is not, I have to put in the time that these guys have done. Man, I'm in grad school for this. <laughs> They're making multi-million dollar movies. How can I compete? So that single thought has just destroyed, I'm not going to lie, then and now a lot of my self-confidence that I'm really trying to get that back. Because um, I have ideas, but then I just don't believe in them. I don't I, Like after the initial idea, I don't know where to go from there. Nothing in my brain seems creative enough. Maybe I have to do something completely out there that breaks the norms of everything. For me to be like yeah this is something i can write but but i'm i was then and and i am now in like this gray space where i feel like um nothing i do is good enough and i'm not good enough That that's the biggest thing that i struggle with so to tie that into mcu geeks i was like there's not there's not enough scripts i can make right now right to get me out there but if i can have my name out there as a writer, I can make connections, right? I can write an article for a good director who can then maybe get me on set just for a limited role so I can meet other people, you know, like networking like that. And I also, I would argue, have strong opinions and I want them out there. So I started to freelance, write articles and just blog, write articles to get my name out there. And those small interviews and small pieces of work had enough on my resume to win I was on Twitter in October of 2020 of that year, 2021 of that year. I saw a tweet from MCU Geeks, which was, um, I don't want to say his last name uh, simply because I feel like we could get sued. <laughs> but uh, um, should uh, should 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 we should I bleep the and should we come up with a pseudonym? Let's let's call him Wallace. Wallace. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, he looks like a Wallace. Let's call him yeah. Wallace. Okay. All right. So, uh, MCU Geeks, uh, founded by Wallace, is what we'll call him. Um, Wallace had put out a tweet saying, if you're a writer and you have experience in SEO and actually getting clicks on a website, like DM me, send me your portfolio, your resume, we can talk. And I thought that was legit, right? Like, and it was, and I will be fair, MCU Geeks was. I would argue a very credible organization. I want to say until after Christmas of No Way Home, then it kind of took yeah. a downhill. I would argue, but um, yeah, pretty much. He was very professional, uh, Wallace. When we communicated through DM, it did not sound like an eighteen-year-old kid. It sounded like a 
32 year old firm broker, you know, like that's how we communicated. So I was very excited with this opportunity because I'm like, this is probably a fresh startup, new media company that is credible with solid people behind it that I can be a part of and show to other employers as a content writer that I know how to get clicks on a new business. I smell like money because I showed this small business how to make money. That That's where <laughs> my head was at, right? And I would have a good portfolio resume of work. Um, and I'd be talking about stuff I loved, right? Marvel comics, stuff like that. I DM'd him. He gets back with me two weeks later, says you're on the team. Um, and then, yes, it was me, Max, Griff, um, Patrick. There was a guy named Adam, but then he like left the group and um, he wasn't a part of it. <clears throat> there, excuse me. There was a guy named... Uh, leo uh but he ended up getting kicked because he never answered any messages and then we had a second batch of people where you came in not mm -hmm. show um who else um ah uh, there was ben. one yeah uh, yeah i think ben okay. might have yeah. came same, same batch as me i know me and nacho were both sort of put on sort of at first writing about comic books rather than the films and stuff like that and that fell apart oh, yeah, <laughs> let me, yeah. Let me so when we started that right um so before you got in there right we mcu geeks was very on and i'm not saying it wasn't on top after but there was money to be made because of no way home people forget how much of a how much of an adrenaline shot no way home really was for cinema mm -hmm. okay because we're talking about covid we're talking about not a lot of great great quality movies right mcu is rep repetitive right keep in mind there was this fervor of where is no way home where is no way home there's no trailer no marketing nothing until maybe a month and a half before the movie came out which was insane but hey it got him two billion dollars if, if that film had been released outside of a pandemic and it had been released in China, it would be close to being the highest grossing film ever. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. That just shows like how much No Way Home was needed. Mm -hmm. I know people are going to say, oh, the script wasn't great. Oh, it wasn't accurate to the Spider-Man character. Listen, we're talking business right now. We're talking business. Like, put down your Transformers collectibles for a minute. We're talking business <laughs> right now. Okay, and I'm not dissing. I love Transformers. Shout out Transformers. But we're talking business right now, bro. No way home. Save. I I will say this. No way home. Saved the 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 box office. The you know from the pandemic's negative financial affect. That that's just what it was. It saved it. It made so much money. So because there was so much articles on No Way Home, social media tweets on No Way Home. It was very easy for MCU Geeks to get like 10,000 followers because we were talking about that movie so much. And we actually loved to talk about No Way Home. Like, that movie is exciting as hell, bro. Mm -hmm. like, I, I love how the movie has stood the test of time because the best parts about the movie aren't necessarily Toby and Andrew, even though they were fantastic parts of it. But I argue Tom Holland's character journey was what we think about when we think about no way home mm -hmm. so 
and what the the future of the character can be, be because of No Way Home. Like No Way Home is huge. It's it's influential to the Spider-Man character in the MCU. Because of that huge just desire to know more about this film that isn't being marketed at all, MCU geeks and a lot of other articles and social media became the free advertisement for Sony. Sony yeah. paid very little money for that advertising because of us fans. And I'm happy to do it because I love that movie. But we were the free marketing for them. We were when people are saying, Where's the No Way Home trailer? That that's it, really. Yeah. You talking about the trailer is the trailer because it did what a trailer would do, get people talking about the movie. So we I were remember, doing... it was so painful waiting for that trailer. I remember having dreams of about the trailer. I remember how I was having a dream that I was watching the trailer. Yeah. So <laughs> fans were so Freaking, do you remember we were freaking out about the half CGI trailer that was <laughs> leaked and 480p pixelated recording? Yeah. Someone had screen recorded it and then fit, filmed a screen recording and that was screen. Yeah, it was mess. And the Hello Peter, like, we're all, is that real? Is that real? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I love that era. I, I don't think we're ever going to get a superhero experience like no way home ever again i just don't no. see how i just that, don't that was see once how. in a lifetime that i just i just don't see you, you know what i mean like i i don't maybe if you know actually no i don't see it i don't see any it, no avengers film i would argue the hype for no way home beat endgame oh yeah because, absolutely for me for me by far because because you might have your heroes but there's only one Spider-Man. Spider-Man is the biggest freaking superhero of all time for a reason. Mm-hmm. Being being a spider person is better in the eyes of the public than Justice League or 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 being a leader of the Avengers versus if you can be a second tier Spider-Man character, yeah, that's better just because of the brand. Yeah. Think about that. So, and anyway, I'm getting off topic. So we made a lot of clicks. Our articles were blowing up on No Way Home. Me you, Max, Nacho, Patrick. I mean, our No Way Home articles were freaking, you know, and we're getting a lot of clicks on the MCU Geeks website to the point where we're getting famous people following us now, mm-hmm. okay? um, I haven't talked to one of the celebrities in a while, so I don't want to be disrespectful and list their name here as if we're tight. Um, but I will say we had a professional relationship and uh, a really good time working with Carlos Navarro from Hawkeye so Mm -hmm. our articles were doing so well we were getting their attention so we had reached out to Carlos Navarro and he played Enrique well one of the tracksuit mafia and Hawkeye and he's great follow him on Instagram to the top Carlos Um, he also does a lot of motivational speaking and uh, you know he's just a breath breath of fresh air he's such a nice guy Um, I love talking to him. I haven't talked to him in a minute. Um, but yeah, he's great, guys. Follow him. Uh, follow his tap-in sessions. Those are great. Uh, talk about self-help and stuff like that. So anyway, we're getting networks with famous people in the MCU now, actors doing interviews with them. We did an interview with them. We uploaded and recorded an interview with them on the MCU, MCU Geeks YouTube, which I think is still up. But we did we did a fantastic job with, with time with Carlos, right? So MCU Geeks is actually getting me somewhere in the professional world to the point where Screen Rant reached out to me and I started freelance writing for them. 
Okay. And then my time and my, you know, our clicks, like we got 25,000 clicks in a night on one of the Toby Maguire articles that I had wrote because I said, uh, Toby Maguire's uh, likeness, like his Spider-Man suit was on a dog treat on an, on like a pet smart and it, it completely spoiled no way home and nobody would know about it. But I was at the pet store. I saw it. I was like, <laughs> nobody would have ever thought to look at a pet store. I mean, it's genius, I guess. Um, so I said, no way it's Toby Maguire, you know, no way home. It's to anyway, um, <laughs> that did, that did a lot. Um, that article is what got me my job at Roundtable Learning, which oh. is a professional uh, VR selling company. So MCU Geeks, I say all of that to say MCU Geeks did help me professionally. The opportunity it provided for me, the clicks we were getting and No Way Home just provided a massive spotlight on my writing ability and yours and Max to the point where I feel like it benefited all of us because that movie allowed the world to see what we can do <clears throat> after no way home i'm not gonna lie we as a collective stopped caring that much um at least i did i could tell it pissed wallace off so for example i was in grad school right i'm not you know i'm grinding I'm, you know, getting interviews, professional interviews, like the screen rant thing, roundtable learning at the time. So a lot, I felt like where he felt like I had let him down was I was giving him a lot of this time and energy into MCU geeks. And then I switched up on him. But it was never like that. It was more like, bro, like, I'm not getting paid for these articles. Mm. right like exactly and is similar thing for me like that was my final year of university so i had all my assignments to do i had my dissertation to write so obviously mcu geeks towards sort of april may time was was not a priority yeah because you you have to eat mm -hmm. and all the money that i was making from screen rant freelancing right from roundtable learning which became my full-time job at the time bro like I needed to provide, like, because at Roundtable, we're dealing with health hazards, safety hazards, because making, you know, VR headsets, you have to always have those legal disclaimers. I have to focus to detail, minute detail about, you know, everything that has to do with that software, everything that has to do with safety concerns, all of that. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I can't watch Moon Knight episode one to six in, in three days. I can't. I you asked me back in november if you had asked me yeah i would have done it i just don't have the time anymore and i felt like one thing was he would he was literally an 18 year old kid mm -hmm. versus like i'm 27 you know what i mean like at now so it was like i'm trying to get a job i'm trying to be a professional i'm trying to make a legacy and mcu geeks at the time is not giving me the platform that these other opportunities are but i was never late on on actually i'm lying i became late to a lot of uh <laughs> deadlines um because of that and i know max was going through school as well you're going through school um and so it became a lot of hey <laughs> or crap hey wallace 
you know, Wallace would DM in the group chat, hey, can somebody get this article done? We'd get it and we'd mm-hmm. get it submitted. But versus before No Way Home, like we were doing that proactively. Like I remember I was at work at one of the autism schools I was working with. And while I'm in between sessions with kids, I'm on my phone on Google Docs, typing up an article, emailing it because I'm like, people need to see this now. We need these clicks now, you know? Yeah. Seeing that opportunity there. Um, so yeah, that was the culture of MCU geeks, man. Like that's what it was. It actually provided a legitimate thing, but after no way home, we weren't getting a lot of views on, on the site. Um, we still were getting a healthy amount, but nowhere near like, bro, we hit 500,000 on a point because of no way home. Think about that. Now, mm-hmm. now to go to like 9,000, 5,000. Yeah. Like uh, that shattered all of our you know expectations um but we were cool with it but i think because a lot of us were so much older than him we had other stuff in our life that was giving us the, the spotlight um, he i don't know if this is maybe revealing a bit too much but he didn't work like he had money from his mom and dad mm, right so he didn't have the same responsibilities priorities that a lot of the rest of us did yeah and we would it's not like we would blow him off like we would do it but i don't think he realized just how demanding the world of writing and editing really is Mm -hmm. and he was telling us to do like three fifty hundred page you know article counts in like two days and it's like bro i especially on top of grad school i just can't do that yeah and so that was kind of like the beginnings of what kind of set the implosion. So now I'm going to shut up. Um, do you want yep. to talk about the entire implosion story? So I sort of echo a lot of the things that you sort of mentioned where like I had other responsibilities, you know, I, f- I was finishing university and then, very soon out of university, I got my first full-time job. So all my focus was in that, really. Like, you know, I was working five days a week, got leaving the house at six in the morning, coming back about six, seven at night because I had to travel, I had to get a train and a bus to work. And then just didn't have as much energy for it anymore. I was, st- But I was, you know, I was still producing articles for Wallace. <laughs> and, you know, to a decent standard as well like you know researching things um you know putting a lot of detail into the articles like not just 300 word clickbait you know stuff like well researched things um and i don't one thing that i'm thinking back at it i don't really remember jo- wallace um <laughs> Saying saying thank you very much as well for all the work we put in. Yeah, he, he very 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 minimal. Yeah. So towards sort of the end of last year, I think the last article I did something about Dua Lipa joining the MCU or something stupid like that. Because that was what apparently we had to cover. Um that was like November time and then I think that was the last one I did but obviously I was still in the group chat with everyone I was still part of MCU Geeks and then it was when I was off work for Christmas because I had about two weeks off work over Christmas and New Year 
it was between Christmas and New Year that I discovered and Reese discovered that um, Wallace, through his Twitter activity, we discovered that he was a very, very big fan of one uh, Andrew Tate. And I noticed it and then I thought, oh, that's a bit dodgy. Maybe I don't want to write for this guy anymore. And then a couple hours later, Reese puts in the group chat, um, sorry, everyone, I'm leaving MCU Geeks. I've just discovered one of us is a huge fan of a certain uh, online influencer who has very, uh, you know, misogynistic views, basically explained what Andrew Tate is. Everyone knows who that dickhead is. Um, and then I messaged you about it saying, have you seen this? I showed you some of his Twitter activity and you were like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And then you I knew how much I hated him. Yeah. And then I basically said to you, yeah, I'm going as well. I uh, future endeavored Wallace, if you remember. So yeah. for those of you who don't know, there's a bit of a, a, jo- a joke within sort of wrestling fans that uh, John Laurinaitis who used to work for WWE he'd be the person to sack wrestlers to fire them and always in the press release when a wrestler got fired it would say say they fire I don't know Braun Strowman Ryback 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 I want to see Ryback versus Goldberg at least once in my life um, never gonna happen. WWE wishes Ryback. Sometimes he'd use the real name. Right, well, Ryback is his real name actually. Now he's legally changed it. Um, oh. WWE wishes Ryback all the best in their future endeavors, and that became like a joke within wrestling fans. Anyway, when I left MCU Geeks, I said, you know, same reasons as Reese. I wish you all the best in your future endeavors, Wallace. <laughs> Um, he was really then, mad about that actually oh he, he was seen. fuming he was absolutely fuming and then really basically we all started chatting to each other and everyone was like oh yeah we, we don't like we don't want to work for someone who holds those type of views and then every single person bar one I think who was Wallace's mate left I believe you, you Alex yeah 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 I believe you you stayed in the group chat for a bit after I did, do, just do to wanna, sort of see the damage. <laughs> do you, Do you want to see what he uh, DM you? Yes, uh, Alex or Wallace. Alex. Yeah. Um. So real quick, I think a lot of people. I kind of want people to understand. It wasn't like we were having just difficulties meeting up with his completely unrealistic demands and then this happened and we're like well see ya it wasn't like that if you i would argue if you're a fan of superheroes if you're a fan of this type of medium you have a strong sense and a strong desire for social justice Mm -hmm. i i I find it mind-boggling that you can be a fan of superheroes you can be a fan of spider-man and not believe in those values in real life that just doesn't make sense to me and reducing superheroes to just entertainment figures is a disrespect to the characters to the medium and to what these characters really mean 
and we can do a whole other episode about that but the way that i viewed it as a kid um superheroes taught me right from wrong okay i learned about life i learned about you know social decorum i learned about just how to critically think from superhero panels and you know when people say you know it's just story it ain't that serious like it, it is it is that mm-hmm. serious the best stories are the ones that absolutely move you you have to be quote unquote that serious for it to work that well you know so when we talk about for example um captain america tony stark peter parker logan whoever you want to talk about right there is an element where we always talk about how these superheroes helped us in dark moments or how we wish the world were more like these heroes right the reason why him you know wallace being this massive andrew tate fanboy one he was using the mcu geeks official twitter account to like and retweet hateful stuff about women we write for them we cannot afford to have that label on us especially when we are all trying to make it into this in this industry all you you freaking get flied out by your work to go international you cannot (laughs) you cannot afford to get that you know stench on you can you no you're getting flown overseas literally work all over the world (laughs) by where you work you cannot afford to have andrew tate tied to your name that that's like so that's number one it's not like he had this private offshoot egg account that we happened to find out was him you know he -hmm. was using our official uh, twitter handle and our twitter social media and tiktok social media to comment and like and share andrew tate content that's number one number two how are you going to talk about cases of you know we all had you know, we all we all talked about pretty serious shit in, in the group chat, right? That mm-hmm. I'm not even going to label specifically, but safe to say we talked about moments that superheroes helped us get away with, or get you know, get through, excuse me, right? We talked about moments that we talked, talk, you know, thought about Captain America to, to get through our event, to talk about Spider-Man to get through that event, right? Yeah. We, we talked about all those moments. And for that individual, Wallace to like Andrew Tate, a man who was so opposite of the beliefs of the superheroes that we hold so dear to our heart, we're like, then why are we a part of this organization? Because the heroes that we like wouldn't even stay. Yeah. You know, like Peter Parker, like the moment J. Jonah Jameson like in the insomniac verse got too much for peter he quit he said i know i'm not i'm not doing that you know uh there's countless examples of heroes walking away because the people in power like wallace was in power were just uh doing the wrong thing for like for for lack of a better term and while i'm not gonna lie to you if he did privately love andrew tate and never even brought it up with us but it's just something reese exposed i'm not gonna lie to you i probably still would have stuck around and wrote for him because his andrew tate stuff 
is not hurting other people. You're not talking about it on social media. You're not actually generating content for that person. You know, if it's just somebody you like to talk about in your private time in your home and nobody's ever getting hurt as much as I think it's bullshit and I think it's stupid. Like I said, I'm also not going to cut a professional opportunity. So that would be a case. Maybe I'm morally gray, whatever. I would have still kept writing for him. Just me personally. It's the fact that he used our social media and he used the MCU Geeks official account yeah. to like, retweet, say awful stuff about women that we do not believe. Like, me and you do not believe a woman should be stoned. We, me and you do not believe that, you know, you can just pimp a bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? And by him retweeting and liking that stuff, he's he's putting a character indictment on us and we can't afford that. So, yeah. But, I mean, do you want me to read the... I mean, I don't want to. Um... What I will say is, guys, if um, I'll read Alex's DM because that one was a nice DM. I don't okay. want to air out dirty laundry. Um, so. He so this was on January 4th. Hi, Zen. Just wanted to ping a message to say thanks for all the hard work you've put in. You're clearly a a very talented person. And I can't wait to see where it takes you. I am sorry for how it all ended, but I fully respect and understand your decision. Take care and stay safe, mate. The reason why leaving MCU Geeks also hit hard, it's not like... We had a like, it's not like he was like, come on, man, we're friends. And he had an affable perspective that we could try to talk to. It's the fact that he was shutting us down. It's yeah. the fact he was saying, nope, you were wrong. He was very hostile. And he flipped. Like, I remember DMing you. I was like, who the hell is this kid talking to? He went from mate, bro, love you, mate. Yeah, blah, 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 to excuse me, I'm your boss, period. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so when he started to kind of, show his ass to us we were like we don't want to be a part of this that's another huge part about it i think i've got a dm from alex as well along the similar lines um hi mate just wanted to say i'm sorry to see you go thanks for all the work you've done every single article was top notch i always enjoyed reading them good luck with everything see you around the internet he's a he's a alex was a for lack of better terms, he was uh, Alex's Alfred, man. Or Wallace's Alfred. Mm-hmm. You know, if he was Bruce Wayne, that was his Alfred. So um, it's just sad to see MCU Geeks gone. And, you know, I was going to talk about this earlier, but because so that individual Wallace, uh, we tried to buy the website, the domain, and the account from him. He didn't sell to us. Nobody else res- wanted to didn't buy. Respond. Nobody else wanted to buy either. So it's like, bro, just sell it to us. He didn't want to sell it to us. Um, That hurt me professionally because a lot of my writing portfolio, two years of my professional career was on that website. It's gone now because he never paid it because nobody bought it. Mm-hmm. We could have, we could have bought it. I can't tell you how many professional writing opportunities I missed out on because so much of my portfolio was on that website. And I know people are going to say, oh, well, you should have kept it. Here's the thing I did. 
I had second copies. The problem is a lot of like hard copies. The problem is nobody's trying to have three pages of every article because the formatting is different. You know, you have your ads and everything. It's, it's doing a lot, you know, mm-hmm. printed out. It's doing a lot. And then, you know, quite a, quite a few employers were like, is this Photoshop? Cause it's like, why don't you just send me the link online? Then, you know? So, you know, he, uh, he just started talking disrespectfully and, and he, he was making money as well from and we not weren't just, getting paid yeah fr- from the mcu geeks news website and he was he, like doing pop vinyl signings with like mcu actors you know making big money off that jack veal jack veal kid loki um and but we were the people putting content on the site we were the people keeping it alive we didn't see a single penny even though he said oh it's coming you know and at least for the british bros you guys should have been getting paid maybe he had an argument not paying nacho me max you know pat okay you have a cop out international whatever you guys should have gotten paid though (laughs) especially you because when when they first brought you guys in he like wanted it to be super professional because i worked at screen rant he asked me how it was i was like yeah they have a system for everything he was like great we need to do the same thing i said okay and he's like all right i'm gonna you know i have this guy named molly he's gonna be under you whatever i had you write an article about savage spider-man i read it and i was like bro he's not fucking under me he's he's unequal he knows how to write i'm not bossing him around like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, no, like, he, he knows what he's doing. I would be doing more if I had to micromanage him. He mm-hmm. knows what he's doing. What the, like, in fact, like, take him out of the new writers. Just put him with everybody else. He knows what he's doing. And we already lost Adam anyway. They had the other guy. Um, So he was like, okay. And, you know, did it like two weeks later. Mm-hmm. So, um. And like I, I, I try, I you know you try to help and make things, you know try to make things more professional. I tried to help him make things more professional and to get a higher volume of content by like signing up to mailing lists for press releases from any relevant website we'd be writing for. Because because that's what I I do for work. I handle incoming press releases on a daily basis, and that gets if you if you do that you get lots and lots of content regularly on the website and for a web like a marvel website you could just copy and paste most of them mm-hmm. and then i said oh do you want to sign up with the mcu geeks email because he had access to that and then when it comes in you can just forward it to any of us and he was like oh good idea and then just never did it yeah yeah but then he would get mad at us for uh responding to dms but not emails which was false mm. i want to say that that was false but I don't want to make this a a crapper on MCU Geeks. It legitimately did help me professionally. It's also hurt me professionally. But <laughs> um, if it wasn't for MCU Geeks, we wouldn't have been where we are now with the Invincibles. Yes. So let's 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 talk about that, man. Like, what so, kind of set this all get going in motion after the fall of MCU Geeks? So we you set up a group chat on Instagram with a bunch of your friends, bunch of former MCU Geeks people, and we just 
we're all saying we want to do something creatively. Mm. Um, and everyone was sort of kind of interested, but it ended up being me, you, and your friend Twan. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. we cool. sort of we we even recorded a, a first episode post Royal Rumble. I think it was day after Royal Rumble, sort of about yes. wrestling. What was it kind of called? The Holy Shit Podcast or something? Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so maybe maybe one day that episode will uh, will see the light of day. Maybe maybe ep- that can be episode one hundred of the Invincible. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. Episode one hundred. We release that as a sort of a bonus thing, um, but. Obviously, Twan, he's he's older than both of us, and yeah. you know, getting married as well. He's got his this whole life, so he, he's busy. <laughs> so basically, it narrowed down to just me and you, yeah. and we sort of wanted to do something, but we wanted to make it more than just the wrestling podcast we founded about a couple months before, um, and then we thought. What what do we both like? We both like wrestling. We both like Invincible. We both like Marvel superheroes, and you came up with the name, I believe, the Invincibles. Cause it's like Incredibles, Invincible together, superhero mm-hmm. sort of type name. It gets the idea across. And then the first episode was about like a preview of Elimination Chamber. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, 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 fully yeah. wrestling based podcast. I th- actually, I think we talked about Quantum Mania, maybe. I think so, so I, I, the first episodes they were like 20 minutes on this topic, 20 minutes on that topic. Yeah, 20, so it was like a wide assortment of everything. Mm-hmm. But I felt like that became kind of limiting because it's like we want to talk more about this, but this topic that we have next is kind of balls and i don't really want to talk about you know what i mean so <laughs> it, it was it was it was a a learning curve for sure um i think i just really wanted like i said to like you said to get our names out there on something mm. get get there something and admittedly i i i have analysis paralysis right so i'll generate ideas i'll come up with plans the actual implementation of them yeah i tend to just stare at the screen so <laughs> I kind of needed somebody like you who I would say you are the brains of this operation, 100%. You are the person who's like, let's get this done by this. Um, Let's get all of these plans rolled out by this. Um, it, Admittedly, I still need to get on those TikToks. But I think, oh, so uh, do I. I've, I've got so many ideas for ones I want to edit. But, um, you know, like... I kind of wanted to work with somebody who I know has the same human values as me. That's like important. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can't, I'm not trying to same. get close with somebody who doesn't view life in a comparable way or view people in a comparable way. That's, that's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I wanted a knowledgeable person. You know what I mean? So like we have the same taste in everything. Like yeah. literally everything. Mm-hmm. So I could bounce ideas off of you easily. I can talk about analogies from other shows easily and you get it. Um, so having that, you know, same foundation of content to pull from was important. But then third, it was just chemistry. Like, bro, it's, you know, it, it's doing podcasts are, are work. It never feels like work, though. It just feels organic, natural. 
yeah. one of my best friends anyway. You came. Oh yeah, we we, you know, we met up. We met in person, and right. it's like we'd known each other for years, yeah, wasn't it? We were, <laughs> we were in the comic book store for how long? Oh, I believe about three hours. <laughs> Jeez, bro. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, it it was just it felt right to do a podcast. I think the biggest thing was, I just kind of want to have a podcast that is not the same as other nerd content right like i feel like there is a lot of just negativity a lot of studio bashing and they should mm-hmm. be bashed financially don't get me mm-hmm. wrong like pay your writers more pay your actors more yes um but by the way bro, like, shout out to a24 as we're on that shout out to a24 who've been allowed to resume filming because they've actually agreed to the terms i'm like oh yeah that's fair we'll pay everyone if a24 can fucking afford to do it so can you disney yes yes netflix uh warner bro did you see david zaslav and and uh bob Iger were shocked that people were mad at them oh for, for, they idiots, were like idiots. like how disconnect bro i kind of wish i was that rich where the rules of life genuinely did not apply to me. Like, you know, I kind of wish I was that disconnected. Like, what do you mean people are mad I can't take more money? What? Like, I kind of, like, not that I would ever want to be that, but just for, like, a day, I want to experience perspective life like that. Mm -hmm. Because I know I'll never be able to. But but anyway, um, getting off topic. Um, I just think a lot of fan nerd stuff is this movie sucks that movie sucks going off of twitter like and retweet i really hate how much twitter has influenced the content that gets out because you're gonna have a like we could have an episode about far from home is better than amazing spider-man 2 we could have our videos some idiot on twitter is going to retweet and it's going to get twenty thousand likes about how we don't know anything about or what you know uh comic books or our podcast and then we get hit by not having a lot of people coming on to our our page and that's not where we're about you know we wanted to do a podcast where if everything else is negative we want to be informed we want to have original opinions but most importantly we wanted to have a welcoming conversation without that welcoming conversation i feel like the invincibles dies we need mm-hmm. to have that welcoming conversation because mm-hmm. There is no reason why cape shit should result in people getting bullied. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we just, we talk about things we enjoy and we have a good time with it. And yeah, that's what this is built on. And, you know, I've had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Mm. Um, it's just, we made t-shirts, you know, like yeah. uh, mine's in the laundry. Because it's so comfortable to wear. I'm not gonna lie. I love it. It's uh, actually all all right material, isn't it? it? It's comfortable. Like I I I'll use it to work out. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's comfortable, bro. So I mean, like that. I don't know. I it just feels right doing the Invincibles, and it just feels nice that. So at the time I was doing, we started Invincibles, right? I had another podcast, which fortunately. I, or unfortunately, depending on how I feel it, I'll announce it right now. South Asian Soliloquies is dead. That podcast is not coming back. So sorry, everyone. Um, 
because I've outgrown it. So like, um, it's, there's not like a sad, sad sob story or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, I love doing the Invincibles podcast. I love talking about superheroes. Mm-hmm. My other podcast, it dealt with a lot of like contemporary world issues. And there was a lot, it was a very political show, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a very left leaning, very liberal individual, not Democrat. Um, I don't believe people can live ethically in a capitalistic society. I mean, poverty should not exist. We normalize it. A- anyway, that, that's a, yeah, <laughs> but I'm very liberal. I'm not, I'm not, I'm a leftist. I'm not a Democrat. I just want to make that clear. Um, the reason why that's important is because I I really care about human values. I really care about equity. I really care about um, getting rid of the meritocracy, right? So like, there's a lot of people who it's like, oh, I got to this place in my life because of my merit and my hard work. And it's like, bro, we just don't live in a world where your merit alone can get you anywhere. There is a lot of systemic pressures and barriers. And when we get rid of them and we can, con- you know, uh, factually confirm that, then we can talk about meritocracy, but I, I find in a, in my personal life and online, and especially coming from like a conservative Muslim world, um, there is just a lot of perspectives and viewpoints and opinions that I argue just hurt humanity. Mm-hmm. That are just, and I'm not saying that inherently with religion. I want to make that clear because I know somebody's going to be like, "You just insulted Islam." No, no, I didn't. I'm not even talking about Islam. It's just, for example, how many, you know, South Asian guys do you know outside of me, like in your life? Um, none, pretty much. Okay, never mind. No, so. I know, I know, like, well, I know them, but like ones that I'd call person, like personal friends, probably none. But okay. I do know know a couple, but like you're the only one I'd call my friend, really. Appreciate it, bro. But no, I was saying brown boys, right? Talk about South Asian boys. They have a bad habit of saying the N-word all the time. Oh, okay. okay. So that like thinking they're cool, but they'll never say it around a black person, right? But saying that N-word is still wrong if you're non-black or whatever, right? So that's what I mean when I'm talking about from my community. I deal with a lot of that. I deal with a lot of just stupid behaviors that I observe in the world wrong perspectives wrong actions that i view in the world that i'm like i just can't let slide without addressing it because with great power comes great responsibility right trying to make the world a better place so i made that podcast addressing social issues in the world um but when it got to the andrew tate episode and i argued with evidence before anybody was saying it about how he is a i mean he's convicted now so i can say he is a human trafficker he does talk to underage uh he wasn't convicted of this, but I had screenshot and evidences of him talking to, you know, flirting with underage girls, 16 year old girls talking about the boyfriend groomer method. I had all of that evidence in the South Asian soliloquies episode to, to put the argument forward that using the quote, only God can judge, or we don't know the facts is a cop out because we do know the facts and we do know God's character. And we know that none of I'm not neither of those would endorse Andrew Tate. So why are you saying that anyway? You know? <laughs> so my point in that episode was to show that there is logical flaws in Andrew Tate fans. We need to stop believing that they were good people and they watched the video and they changed. The algorithm doesn't lie. 
if you found his videos and you watch it a lot, it's because you told the algorithm you want this content. Mm. We need to address the fact that there is something wrong and a lot of Andrew Tate fans. Let's just call it as we see it. Yeah, absolutely. To get that red pill content, you've got to want it. It comes from what you want. You. When I said that, that pissed a lot of people off. I was getting death threats. Um, one person sent me my IP address in a DM. Um, it was bad. So I stopped doing my South Asian Soliloquies podcast because I'm like, I'm doing this to try to, I'll be honest, to try to make the Muslim Pakistani attitudes and cultures worldwide a more welcoming and a more liberal, modest or moderate place, right? Because I'm tired of conservatism and I'm tired of just right-wing views. I was getting so much hate from my own people. I'm not talking like in person. I'm talking about like DMs worldwide. I was getting so much hate from my own people. I'm like, if I'm doing this for them and they're crapping on me, like Rorschach said, like, why would I help them? Mm -hmm. Why would I speak out about that? In that time, you came along and you're like, let's do this invisible podcast, blah, blah, blah. So it was just perfect transition. I'm going to stop talking about stuff that gets me emotionally upset. And I'm going to start talking about things that get me emotionally excited. Hence yes. going from the social issues of the world to the invincibles. Now I still want to cover social issues. Um, but I think I'm going to do that going forward and blog posts. Okay. Because I feel like in order to talk critically about social issues and equity and financial issues and, you know, violence and you know statistics and just trying to make the world a better place i kind of want educated people to have a conversation with yeah and the more educated people will read mm -hmm. in their free time they're not yeah. going to just TikTok it so i think that's what i'm going to do to also kind of minimize the hatred that's going to come my way and if i do have criticism it'll come from a scholarly intellectual debate perspective mm -hmm. not retweets and not dms so I said that to say the Invincibles really saved um, my love of podcasting and editing. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like <laughs> I was ready to stop content creating. I was done. I'm like, I'm done. I'm tired of, I'm tired of people saying I'm a bad Muslim, which I know I am, but I'm tired of people saying that and other people agreeing. that pissed me off. I am not a community clown, bro. Like, if I say I'm a bad Muslim, you that don't mean you got a parrot. You're not a parrot. I'm not a pirate. Polly don't want a cracker here. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like, like you ain't got to say it. So you know it's that that's really where it came down to. Mm -hmm. And I thank you for that because if it wasn't for the Invincibles in these past six months of just getting the best feedback ever, like text messages, like friends, I've I've screenshotted and sent you. What random people have said how much they love our show, how much we just we really are just nerds talking about nerdy stuff unabashedly, mm -hmm. and people I love that. I feel I feel like what what makes it work is we both love the same things, but we each have our field of expertise. So mm -hmm. when we talk about Spider Man, you can go into depth on Spider Man, pull out some random comic from your desk from like you've got all those on your wall, and then when we're talking about Invincible, it's sort of the other way around. Yes, and then when we're talking about wrestling, we both we both just love wrestling, and then yeah, yeah, 
And then when it's with Star Wars, I'm a nerd about Star Wars, so I'll do loads of mad in-depth research on that. And then you'll talk to me about like this Aquaman comic that you've read, this like niche Aquaman story. I love so Aquaman. we both love the same things, but we each have, we each have our sort of areas in it as well, which we can talk at length about, which I think, um, and the areas that we can both talk at length about are sort of different as well. Yeah. So I think that's what makes it, it really work. And I, you know, I tried a bit of podcasting before I did a couple podcasts, which are still on Spotify. Um, the film and TV hub podcast, what a shit name that is. Um, and then the Nuff Said podcast, which is quite a good name for comic book type podcast. Yes. Uh, that was with my good friend Danny, who's a very, very talented writer. You can still listen to them podcasts, but they only did about two or three episodes of each, I think. But um, that was a couple of years ago now. But this really sort of changed the game. Yeah, reignited my love for podcasting. And sort of, it's, you know, we're still learning. We're still learning how to do it. I, I, th- I think we're going to change the software recording software again soon from from Zoom to sort of, you know, make it sharpen things up a bit. And, you know, we're doing everything on a tight budget as well. I've got a shit £10 mic off Amazon. But, you know, we're trying and we're getting better and we're learning. So, and as we do that, the quality of our content's going to get better. So. Well, it's funny you should say you have a shit mic. I agree. <laughs> you agree I have a shit mic? So I got <laughs> you a new one. No. Yeah, I'm dead serious. No. Just send, just send me your address and everything. That's all your... You're having me on. No, I'm dead serious. That's going to be an empty box, isn't it? <laughs> no, no. I, I'm being like, do you want me to open it? Mate. I'm I'm being bro, it's still got the plastic on it. Oh, that's Oh mate, you didn't have to do that. Bro, <laughs> it, hey, this is what a six month celebration of the Invincibles, bro? Like we, <laughs> we, we 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 roll out in style here. Now, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know how I'm gonna send this to you though. Like I have to look at I have to look at all that other stuff if we have to buy shipping and it takes a month so be it you have to but, get a good amount of bubble wrap for that <laughs> yeah yeah like i don't I actually i don't know how to do all of that stuff but um uh yeah there you go oh, and your, wow. your, your mic isn't shit to be fair i just i had to be catchy and get your attention <laughs> so. but um yeah happy uh you know halfway well not halfway because that implies it's gonna be over but <laughs> happy, you know six months you know like, oh wow oh thank months. you yeah no problem bro oh um, that's amazing yeah oh, thank you so much not, not a problem this is all you this is all you yes. and also this this will really help with game gameplay too like you can just plug it into the playstation and boom there you go uh audio yes. play production values going up people yeah production <laughs> value. bro you came all the way over from the uk you know, and I had to, you know, I made that happen. So we, we're going to make this happen. You know, yes. we're going yes. to make this happen. So this is all you guys. This is, or not guys. I'm not doing a giveaway. <laughs> this, is all you, this is all you, Ollie. Oh, oh that's, that's incredible. That's, yeah. that's what it's all about. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, bro. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I, I, it's in the laundry. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Well, what a, a heartwarming note to end this episode on. Yeah, I think. see you guys next next week, next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be exciting. Yeah, um, don't know what the next episode's gonna be yet, but it's gonna be a belter. Tune in. No, I think you know you know what we should do, Ahsoka. Oh yes, oh we both we have Ahsoka. a bit of a uh, differing opinions on this, don't we? Ahsoka. <laughs> but with that, yeah. We're going to log off now. See you later. See you later.